0: welcome to the agile confessional a podcast that shares fun confessions from people who've spent a large part of their career working in the agile world hear the mistakes they've made along the way so you can avoid falling into the same traps in the future i'm your host giles lindsay ceo of agile delta Consulting. I'm the coach who absolves my guests of the sins made in the Agile world. It's time to listen in on the latest installment. Welcome to episode 15 of the Agile Confessional. Today's guest is Stephen Morris. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Giles. Thank you for having me here today. Stephen helps IT leaders build fearless, engaged, and outcome focused teams that truly drive organizations forward, teams that rock. He's an accomplished and award-winning leader with over 15 years' experience in complex, uncertain, and high-scale technical organizations, including a decade-leading customer, infrastructure, product, and software functions at some leading UK cloud providers. From that experience, Stephen will tell you that the most successful teams aren't manufactured through dogma certifications and training, but instead, by a conscious, open, and engaging environment, in which leaders play a pivotal role. He owns a boutique leadership consultancy, working with both corporates and SMEs. Stephen, shall we begin? Yes, please, coach. Forgive me, coach, for I have sinned. And what Agile sin would you like to confess?
1: It relates a little bit to that introduction about the most successful teams not being manufactured through Dogma. I spent a good part of my early career pushing practice, I guess, for the sake of pushing practice on teams, believing that there was a right answer. So whether that was, uh, and broadly this is anything, so whether that started out certainly with things like ITIL, Prince2 for a good amount of time, then I did the practitioner managing successful programs qualification, and then suddenly everybody in my teams were doing that and were following that dogma, then through to different aspects of Scrum, different aspects of Kanban, through to psychometric tools, kind of you name it. I think I was, in some respects, I guess, I could probably almost admit to experimenting in some respects on those teams. But believing, and this is the main thing really, but by believing that someone out there knew that there was a right format and a right way of doing things for the organization that I was in. And just if we followed that way of working, then we'd be fine. And I held on to that for a long time. It took a while for that bubble to burst and a sincere apology to all those that have been in organizations with me or have been part of my teams when they've undoubtedly been raising their eyebrows and going, now what? During some of those episodes where I was getting very excited about the thing which I thought might be the right thing.
0: So what did you learn
1: from this? Uh, genuinely, I've really come to the terms with it's all made up. So whatever it is we're talking about, it's been made up and probably for the environment that you're working in, it's going to be suboptimal, at least on its own will be suboptimal unless you've got the most extrapolated or the highest level, sorry, abstracted answer, then it's only ever going to be a part of it. So Scrum is fabulous in the right places. Prince is fabulous in the right places. And sometimes neither. You just get on with it and just do something and learn from each other. Uh, Connecting to that idea that it's just made up has, I think that's, I've slept better at night. I really have (coughs) uh, since, since that's happened. Whether or not the people around me, that's for them to judge, but I've slept better at least.
0: So what advice would you then give to others?
1: Invite people to ask similar questions about if you're putting anything in, whether that's scrum, OKRs, ask yourself why. And even better than that, talk to your teams about why. Probably a quick bit of OKR advice while I'm here. Have an OKR for your OKRs in at least the first quarter Did they actually achieve what you thought they were going to? Or is it just another thing that you can put on the pile of, well, not quite like that. Is it going to help us? So yeah, be curious. Be curious. There's a lot of people out there that will try to sell doctrine. And we're a bit addicted to that in society. I invite you to just take a moment and check that it really is intentional before you dive in.
0: Fantastic. Would you like to share any other sins with us, Stephen?
1: I think I can share a related one, actually, which is, and I maybe touched on it a bit earlier, I got some feedback from now a good friend of mine, someone who I worked with for a while, and I asked for some feedback about me as a leader. He said I was difficult to keep up with at times, and that was where I found myself driving ahead to something not necessarily an implementation of a methodology, but a program or whatever it might be. And I get really kind of excited. And I remember that the one really clear one was where we were moving to different ways of working and different organizational structure. And I got so excited by the whole thing that I kind of forgot to check that anybody was there with me. And if you can kind of imagine the metaphor, I was running off down the road and holding what I thought was quite a good conversation. But actually, what I was doing was, and I looked over my shoulder and nobody was there. (laughs) And yeah, I'm I'm sorry to all of those people, because that would have been probably desperately frustrating as well along the way. So I, I hope I've learned from that in time.
0: What did you learn from this then?
1: I think it's that assumption I made in there. I'll share a quote because I love this, which is George Bernard Shaw quote, which is that the single biggest problem in communication is the illusion that it has taken place. And if you think about change of any kind relating to the huge amount of interconnectedness of all of these different entities within an organization, it's so simple to assume that you've told someone and it's even more simple to assume that that person understands what you've just said anyway Add that all together and you can get into the situation that I was in very easily. And not everybody recognizes that they've even done that, though. And that perhaps makes it even worse. So, yeah, check in, I would say. Keep checking in.
0: And therefore, again, what advice would you give to others? Find
1: someone that you can reflect with, I suppose, is good. Perhaps in the organization or outside. One thing I used to, if you're talking about vision, for example, or the purpose, whatever, for a particular thing, I like to ask people in their own words to describe why we're doing the thing we're doing. And you get some really interesting results. And actually, be prepared as a leader. You're either going to be apologizing or explaining a lot because you'll be surprised how many people when you talk to, they go, well, I think it's something to do with this, isn't it? Which may or may not be in the right context in the right place. And anything you can do to arm and help your team with good context underpins just about everything else. Their ability to make good decisions, the ability to uh, prioritize, I suppose that's a decision. All autonomous behaviors are based on good context. You can't play chess without a board. So for goodness sake, give them a board.
0: Fantastic. Stephen, thank you very much for sharing. So, Stephen, are you ready for your absolution and penance? Yes, please, coach. I
1: I might have been beating myself up about some of these already, but yes, please, coach.
0: Well, Stephen, you'll be happy to hear that I do absolve you of your Agile Sins and that your penance is 45 minutes of free coaching to the first two people to request and mention the podcast That
1: sounds fine. Thank you, coach. And to anybody that tries to take it up on that offer, I promise I won't push practice on you. I will help you to understand the situation perhaps that you're in. And then maybe you can push back on some practice even. You never know.
0: Well, Stephen, thank you very much for being here today and for being an awesome sport. Thank you very much, Giles, for having me. I feel a weight off my shoulders.